Well, welcome to the uh, Faithful Fathering Podcast. My name is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. That is, uh, a dad that prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. Our vision is to engage dads in raising a godly generation and and uh, reinvigorate the church on the fathering front. And uh, this is uh, our last series of podcasts on the seasons of fathering. If you're just tuning in for the first time, then uh, we've been touching on uh, what I call the seasons of fathering. The teacher season is the first 10 years of a child's life where our children trust us completely. We're God. Uh, They don't question anything. And it gives us our chance to instill our family values, our faith, our discipline, so that we can prepare them with a rock-solid foundation for the next 10 years that I call the coaching season. That That's the time where we're starting to coach them through all of a sudden these outside influences that start to... Uh, uh, start to impact the way our kids respond. And so we're coaching them back to why we provided this foundation and, uh, and and working through these outside influences. And today we're talking about the counselor season. That's uh, the, the third 10 years, usually around age 20 or so. And that's where we realize that we don't have the power to step in and call timeout and change the play. We have to wait for the phone to ring and, uh, and provide counsel. We're blessed uh, today to have in the studio with us Jared Gibbler, to uh, father of four, uh, sharing his uh, insight in this uh, season of fathering, and uh, also is a part of Uprising Society. Jared, That's welcome. It. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about you and uh, what you've been up to. Well, all right. So, yes, father of four, amazing kids. We actually uh, had an additional son with us for, for three years. My wife and I have been pastors for a long time and did some inner city outreach and had a young man come live with us for a while through that. But uh, right now, like you said, I work with Mike and my wife and I are in the process of starting our own nonprofit and uh, house church. Fantastic. Well, yes, that's the that's ministry for sure. There <laughs> can't, can't be enough church in society. Right. <laughs> Uh, as we look at raising kids, you can tell me again the ages of your kids. What, uh, what, what what's the what's the uh, where are the parameters here? Sure, we have all boys. Our youngest is thirteen. Then we have one will be fifteen next month, and then twenty four and twenty six. So a little bit of a gap there, but uh, it's good. Fantastic. When well, they're I... all together, they all act like the thirteen year old. So. <laughs> <laughs> the common lowest common denominator, right? <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of the way it is. But uh, so you're in the heart of the coaching season and the counselor season, yes, as, yes. Uh, with uh, with grown adult kids. So uh, one of the areas I've always seen, and one of the, the, the challenges uh, dads face, I, I see, and and I want your your thoughts on this. Uh, when it comes to uh, they're graduating from high school, they're young adults, they're making decisions. One of the biggest decisions they make is what type of further education mm. do I I pursue. Uh, what's been your experience? How, how have uh, you helped uh, uh, counsel your boys uh, through that phase? Sure. So, well, our oldest two, actually, one of them did complete uh, his degree and one of them uh, did not. Uh, and it was probably a little different for me to handle that than it was for my wife, because I'm actually more of a creative type. And so I started college and then left to pursue a music career uh, for a short time. And that was for what I wanted to do. That was the right decision to make. And 
for our, our oldest son, you know, he wanted to be a school teacher, so he needed a degree. And so finishing his degree was something he needed to do. Whereas um, for our 24-year-old, um, he wanted to pursue his career in, in videography and being more of that artistic mindset, the, the better education he was going to get was actually going to be outside of a traditional school setting. And so I guess it was easy for me to in, encourage him in that and, and see him take those steps. Probably a little bit harder for my wife, but she's seen his success and uh, the blessing that has been. So she's definitely come around on that. So your your creative nature sensitized you that there's other ways. Yes, to, for sure. And at the same time, you're very tuned in to your child's unique giftedness, mm-hmm. whether one might be a more structured environment moving into an educational system. One was more of an artistic environment yes. that required some outside uh, experience, mm-hmm. just a hard school of hard knocks, if you will, to, uh, <laughs> before. I can imagine you took a lot of hard knocks in the music industry, Absolutely, right? yes. Uh, what was that journey like? It was, it was interesting. It was really hard at first. Um, I, I was blessed to have parents who really spoke into um, my gifting and wanted to see me, you know, take that journey and, and see where it went. And it was it was hard at first, mainly because of the the outside voices who said, "No, this is the only way." Like you you graduate high school and then you go to college, and that is the only legitimate education that there is out there. I think our culture has changed a lot since then, and it's it's good that that we now advocate and legitimize other forms of education. There's still a lot of that needs to be done on that front. Um, but I, I took that step and had a, a good group of friends around me, people around me um, to encourage me. And yeah, we just went for it, got to travel with some different bands and do studio work and uh, things like that. And most of them were good, upstanding individuals. So, you know, never got most, off. And most. most of them, yes, yes. As, as a matter of fact, as I got older and uh, started having kids, you know, it was, it was the other influences. Like, man, maybe it's time for me to get out of this and uh, focus right. more on ministry because we were doing the two concurrently. What a blessing. Your parents were so sensitive to that mm-hmm. uh, in two ways. One, recognizing your unique giftedness. And second is realizing that it's your success, whether it's success or failure, it's part of your education. Right. So allowing our children to fail, I think, is one of the toughest <laughs> things of, uh, yes. of uh, letting this decision kind of take shape. <laughs> and uh, so, and you're exactly right. I mean, the mantra, must go, to, must go to college, must get a degree, I strapped a lot of kids with a lot of debt, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, I know my my daughter's been out of school for shoot uh, 14 years, and uh, and there she still has friends that are strapped with uh, student loan debt, mm-hmm. and uh, because they were you know and and the point was the degree may not ever uh, be of a substantial nature to allow them to pay off the debt right. <laughs> that they incurred right. because they thought this is what they're supposed to do. Yes. So, but you're right. I mean, the, the key is the sensitivity to understand that there are a lot of options. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got the Votech route. You know, mm-hmm. you could uh, vocationally learn how to well mechanics, whatever. I've yeah. uh, got a couple of nephews that are doing quite well mm-hmm. as welders and uh, and uh, pipe fitters and yeah. what have you. Yeah, These absolutely. are valuable positions and, and essential uh, positions. And and they don't take any debt to get 
get established yeah, yeah, as you go through uh, the training. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, the military is mm -hmm. a fabulous option to uh, move in and uh, uh, get some experience, get some uh, 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 discipline under your belt and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then there's a the kid that goes, hey, I know junior college is right for me. I'm going to get a two-year degree and then move on from there. Or I know exactly what I'm going to do, like mm -hmm. your son would want to be a teacher. Yes, that requires a degree. Then let's, let's get on that track. Right, right. And uh, so being sensitive to that and understanding that is very cool. Yeah. But uh, now the uh, now you say your bride, and I, this is the other side, isn't it? Is how how do we navigate when we you know a husband and wife have two different experiences in what education means? How did mm. you navigate that? What? Just just being open, really about it, and you know she she knew that I did not finish my degree, and obviously knew that before we were married. And so she did see enough in me to say, okay, yeah, I value you can this still person. be a good guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that that was working in, uh, in our kids favor for sure. Um, but then just, just talking about it and, and being willing to trust them and trust the work that God was doing in them mm -hmm. and, and know that, Hey, you know, we can, we can allow this process you know, even even if it ends in failure, it's not the kind of derailing their life kind of failure. It's a learning failure. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's important to embrace right. that. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Proverbs twenty two, uh, twenty two six says, "Train a child up in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it." You know, sometimes we we think of that proverb as uh, one about faith, and mm -hmm. and certainly it is about. You know, we're talking about faith that a, a child will will turn back to faith if they drift. Hopefully, they never turn from right. it. But I think training up in the way, if you just stop there and take a look at that, I think that's what mom and dad really lay the groundwork. You know, mm -hmm. you're 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 in marriage, you're the closest thing to a, a visible relationship with Jesus the Christ in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So your kids are seeing that. Right. And then how you uh, lean on each other and lean into uh, your kids and what their unique giftedness is, that's how you're training them up in the way. Is mm -hmm. to, uh, I know one of the biggest challenges, well, not one of the biggest, I guess it's uh, one of the challenges dads face are helping kids understand their gifts. Right. Yeah. And uh, how, how did y'all do that? How were you in sync with knowing that one son was a creative guy and the other guy was more of a, a hard line education guy? I mean, how, how do you uh, read that, uh, how, evaluate that in your kids? It's it was probably hard at first. You know, um, you you see what they're passionate about. You see where their interests are. Right. And you want to encourage them in that. But then sometimes you like hey, it looks like they're really passionate about something for all of 10 seconds, you know, or, you know, maybe a year or something before that switches, you know. And so, so you got to give a little little space, a little time to let to see what really grows, mm -hmm. right? And so one thing I, I looked for and continue to look for with, with our younger sons is seeing where that passion is and seeing how it... Uh, how it works through the test of time and through the tests of the mundaneness. You know, are they still passionate about it when it's not all flashy and exciting and new, right? Mm -hmm. is, uh, mm -hmm. When it is hard, when mm -hmm. it is requiring sacrifice from them, are they still all about this, this thing? And then encouraging them in that, you know, I, I think has been uh, one of the big deals. And, um, but sometimes you, you know, with our, with our older son, there wasn't, at first, any obvious passions that he had. It was like, oh, he liked this, he liked that. 
but you could see some obvious giftings, right? Hey, he's really academically gifted. And, and so you just, you give the space and realize, Hey, this can go many different ways Mm -hmm. and I can be open to that. You know, he's great at math that could go into this type of, uh, career path or can go in this type of career path. And, you know, all of them are valid and, and viable. And so there's just a lot of wait and see, Right. In that, and encourage along the way. That's one thing I, I felt like uh, as as we matured in our marriage, and mm-hmm. as you know, when we got promoted to mom and dad from uh, husband and wife, those early years uh, during the teacher season of fathering, we would have the kids involved in something and and uh, kind of watch and see, you know, where do they kind of take off and what mm-hmm. have you. Then during the coaching years, you know, our rule was if you start something, you're going to finish the right. season exactly, and yeah, and then you kind of so yeah. so that way you knew that if you just had a bad game or a bad day then you you kind of came out of it right but uh, i think those two seasons prepared us as counselors to say hey you know remember when you did this or remember when you saw that or how Mm -hmm. you reacted when this happened that this uh, this was a a, this identified some unique giftedness in you and uh, i think that's uh, where i really tip my cap to you as a dad is to understand that uh, you know our real role is to help our kids understand their gifts Mm -hmm. and then challenge them to take responsibility for those gifts to glorify god right And uh, so that's uh, that's kind of where we're at is that uh, I want to encourage all dads to stay tuned in through every season of fathering. But mm-hmm. then as we as our kids move into those adult years, back off as counselor, let them make some choices. Right. Right. And uh, with the idea being that a faithful father is always about empowering their kids to have that kingdom influence in this world. Absolutely. So uh, that's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. Absolutely. Jared, thanks for the time. Blessing to have you here. Thank you, sir.